Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I'm your boy, Stevie Jobber. And I'm your boy, Dangerous Duke. And we are back again, the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. You damn right. And if you've been here long enough, man, you know what it is. We got to start with the wrestler of the pod. As always, that's always a must, man. We got to shout out these indie guys and the wrestler of the pod this week, Davey Richards. Mm-hmm. This man has a like last week, he has a laundry list of accomplishments and he's always been a great talent. He's a former New Japan tag champion, former PWG world champion and tag champion former Ring of Honor World and Tag Champions. And he also has two Impact Tag Team Matches of the Year in Mm. back-to-back years. And he was also uh, the Wrestling Observer, uh, Most Talented Wrestler of 2011. This man man has a a laundry list of talents, great, uh, great tag team wrestler with a couple people. And we just had to give him that shout out as the wrestler of the pod this week. Yeah, I so, did hear uh, he's stepping back in the ring after uh, three years of absence. Exactly, yeah. See, and that was another reason I wanted to shout him out because it leads right into our MLW news. Oh, MLW, MLW just recently had their open draft. Mm. So they got a couple people coming back. Uh, I think the most notable one that's coming back is uh, Devon Eriks and... Mil Mil Mortes, mm-hmm. but uh, he's coming back as King Mortes now. So they got those, they got that tag team and Mil Mortes coming back, but they also got Davy Richards coming back. Mm-hmm. He he's their new, I guess, big acquisition. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was and following, they, I was following the draft. I didn't see any. I didn't see anybody we hadn't seen before. Uh, except for Davey. So I think I think this might have been a concept built for him. Yeah, I mean, I think so, too. And then I was thinking either that and, you know, they, they got a way to bring in, bring back the Eric's and mm-hmm. uh, announce uh, Mil Muerte's name change. And they changed uh, Dario Cueto's name, too. They, I think he's going by uh, just El, El, yeah, El Jefe now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he. I think he's just going with El Jefe now. But uh, I was glad to see Davey come back because he's a great wrestler, mm-hmm. and he was gone for a while. But Eddie Edwards was asked about it, and Eddie Edwards, before Eddie Edwards even knew he was going to MLW, said he would love to see him back as a tag team wrestler and being a tag team with him again. But I guess that ain't the case no more since our boy jumped ship over to probably the hottest indie company right now with MLW. Well, it could be a possibility. We still got to see. I mean, yeah, you never know. Because uh, TJP's doing both. I was going to say, yeah, maybe uh, Eddie Edwards will jump over there and, and do something with him. Mm. That'd be cool. I doubt Davey goes back to Impact, but I think it could happen. I think it could happen with the other way around. Mm-hmm. Well, who knows what's about to happen in July. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening in July. With Slammiversary coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, between Slammiversary and then with the uh, MLW show in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. bringing in a Lucha Underground. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot going on in July. Yeah, I'm still waiting to see if my theory holds true on the um, 
2300 arena uh, as the uh, as the um, the new sanctuary for Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have some busy months, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, for real. Well, speaking of July theories and mm-hmm. July shows, um, Impact has uh, they released their uh, Slammiversary trailer already, about a month and a half away from the show, and there's Very. a lot. A lot of teasers. Very interesting trailer. There, there was a lot of teasers. So if you guys haven't watched the trailer, I, I very highly recommend you go watch that. And you know what's funny? Um, the rise of Impact really started last year with Slammiversary. Yes. Because you remember, um, you weren't keeping too much of an eye on them until Slammiversary happened and then literally like everyone came out the woodworks for the show mm-hmm. and it, Impact was never the same I will say this I think their success has heavily come from the fuck ups of WWE <laughs> I, I'm not opposed to that idea because it does seem like whenever they mess up, impact comes through. Yeah, because and that's uh that's kind of how it's always been. When um when they did Bobby Lashley dirty, Bobby Lashley was a star over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew McIntyre when he was Drew Galloway. Yeah. Um, Christian, if you mm-hmm. want to even go back further than that. I was gonna say if, if you want to go back further, we can we can talk about Kurt. We can talk yeah. about Jeff. Yeah, because technically Kurt was over there more than he was in WWE. Yeah, and Kurt was their big guy literally the entire time. Mm-hmm. I think it was Kurt, AJ, and Joe. Mm-hmm. And then there was like a a smittering of others, but for the most part, it was those three. But if you haven't seen the trailer. This is going to be a spoiler right now. Yeah, a lot of spoilers. They had a lot of stuff in there. So they, the first thing was they showed graphics of Samoa Joe. Yep, so you know Joe's coming home. They showed the Australian flag. Mm. So you know you got those, those two Australian female talents that just got released. Ooh, no, just, not to mention the two eyes. Yeah, see? So, you might be getting back the Iconics. Mm-hmm. I don't know what and name I, they're going to go with now, but... Yeah, that, that'll be interesting, because I don't really know them as anything else. I mean, unless they go with their given names. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, but I wonder what the team name is going to be. Oh, okay. I mean, they could still do the Iconics, but they could go Iconics with one eye. Yeah, I guess technically then you can zoom. Yeah, and they could always have their logo just be the word Iconics, and then... I guess like two eyes in the background or the Roman numeral mm-hmm. number two, where it looks like two eyes, mm-hmm. but uh, they got that. And then in a very, very quick glance, you gotta, you can't even pause it to get the yeah. right picture. Yeah. Yeah. I had to but, look at the, I had to look at the trailer twice to really see it. But you also have just three letters, one word, an exclamation point, 
Wasn't there a man who used the three-word letter back in WWE? Um, yes. Yes. And wasn't he just recently uh, <laughs> let go? Uh, yes. And yes. doesn't he also say yes. he wants to try to wrestle in other companies part-time? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and yes. if you guys are living under a rock and can't understand what we're saying, Daniel Bryan was also one of the teasers for that trailer. Oh, you mother... This is about to be on. <laughs> and you know what's funny is, is, is I could it's picture about to go down. I could pick. I could picture. I could actually picture that happening. Like Vince will just be sitting in his office, see all those people pop up, and he'll be like, "Oh, you motherfuckers! Mm-hmm. You motherfuckers!" Maybe mm-hmm. Samuel Jackson in that moment. You no no that that's, Oh, I, I was talking about Denzel from Training Day. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. That's a good one too. That's a good one. Too. You're gonna be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I'm finished with you. No, nah, but Daniel would. I, I mean, you think about the elevation. Daniel would be probably to the same level as old Daniel by that point. Honestly, not to I, mention I saw some new Japan talents in there. Mm-hmm. Not to mention. They're opening the doorway between AEW, Impact, and New Japan. Daniel Bryan coming back in the midst of those three companies joining forces. The matches that could be made. The people that would come out the woodworks just to fight Daniel Bryan. I get a chubby just thinking about it. No, but Kenny, you're right. Kenny though. Omega is probably on cloud nine right now. <laughs> I know, but you're absolutely right. There's like so many dream matches that could be made right now with all this happening. Then you can make more dream matches now than you ever could before. Mm-hmm. I feel like within the next three months, there's going to be like a clusterfuck of potential matches and dream matches that you can have. Like and you we can thought find- Samoa Joe was going to go to AEW. Yeah, but I mean, at this point, it don't even matter because if Impact yeah, at this can, point, everything is everything is relative. Yeah, because if Impact can pull the swindle and get the talents that we just named, they get the iconics. Boom! That boosts their entire women's division. And they just, just the brought teams. back the women's tag titles. Yeah, like like not even the not even not even just the tag division. It yeah, increases Peyton, the value. Peyton Royce to me was a solid singles women's competitor as well. Yeah, like it, it boosts the talent of the entire division. If you manage to get Daniel Bryan on top of that, you have a seasoned, great seasoned veteran. veteran. Yep, a world champion everywhere he's been. That's been to the top of the mountain more than on more than one occasion. One of the most over superstars WWE's had in the last decade. The American Dragon. The American Dragon, and then if you can, just when you think you can't get any higher than that, you can bring back one of your greatest finds ever as a promotion in Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Amanda, like, Amanda, they, they, they kept dangerous, but totally underutilized in WWE. Yeah. Like that, that right there, if you can get those four people alone, that'll be better than all the signings you had this year with your mass signings and all the signings you had last year. Mm-hmm. Cause your signings last year were great. Your signings this year are great. Mm-hmm. But if you can get those four at Slammiversary at the same time, 
this is one of the best signing classes anybody would have had in a long time. And I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, let me look back and see. Yeah, okay. We're, I'm sure we're going to get into signings a little later as we continue down um, into the bigger news. But signings is going to be a big thing. All these releases uh, from NXT, from WWE. Mm-hmm. It's going to be it's going to be a big thing. Yeah, it definitely is. So I'm excited to see what Slammiversary holds. The and... world changes. Yes. That was their tagline. The world changes. And uh, another another little piece of impact news. Um, recently, somebody made a Twitter drop, I guess, that Moose re-signed with Impact. And he's like, no, the hell I didn't. He has, I think that he tweeted something along those lines, like, no, the hell I didn't. Oh. And then he also tweeted, everybody is just waiting to hear my next move but the word but the letters nxt were capitalized in the word next Mm. so i don't know i don't know if he's teasing or not or if he's actually going to go to nxt if he comes here he better he better bring it yeah because i I know you're not the you're not the biggest moose fan in the world and neither am i but i don't think he's a terrible talent i just no no no. I'm, i'm just not really the biggest moose fan it's just it's it's first of all NXT is not um, not to be counteractive events, but it's not a big man's world per se. Yeah, not exactly. Um, I mean, at, at one point in time it was for a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's it's not really a big man's world. And at this point in time, we kind of got our big guy. Cross. Yeah. Well, well, you got like, well, you got two and, you know, uh, a, a regular one. But again, they're not that big. Cross isn't really the biggest guy in the world. No. Um, but he's compared to anyone else. I was going to say, yeah, but then you got like people like Bronson Reed, who's probably the biggest guy on the roster. Uh, we got to get to that, too. We'll get to that later. And then Loomis, I know you're not the biggest fan of Loomis, but he's also technically considered a big guy. Mm-hmm. So I mean they got some big guys, but again, like you said, there's not many. It's more mm. it's more centric around the Finn Balors, the Kyle O'Reilly's, the Adam Coles, the people like that. So when Moose shows up, I have no doubt Moose is gonna be well, if he shows up. This is all rumors. Yeah. But uh if he does show up, I, I have no doubt that he's gonna be uh impactful, but I don't know. <laughs> nice pun. Oh yeah, that was, that was unintentional. Un- unintentional, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, we'll we'll have to see where his mic skills settle at. Yeah. Versus everyone else's, because the big thing about everyone in NXT is the guys at the top can really talk, and yeah. uh, Moose can go in the ring. We've seen that. We've seen him bring it. Um in situations where he wasn't even really supposed to be there. So. Well, that's why I say another reason why I don't mind it is because right now, currently on impact and I impact currently on NXT, 
you have former impact talent that he's worked with. Like, you know, he can go at it with Cameron Grimes when Cameron Grimes was Trevor Lee. Right. You know, he, you know, he can go at it with LA Knight when he was Eli Drake. Right. So there, there's a, I mean, there's a few people over there that he's at least got experience with. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if he's ever wrestled MSK, but he's got experience being in the same locker room as them. Definitely. So, I mean, you got people around him that he's seen before that he's worked with before, or at least interacted with. So I think it's worth giving it a shot. Yeah. If his, yeah. Contract, if his contract's up, I'd, I'd give him a shot in NXT. Yeah. Every, I mean, everyone's, everyone's worth a shot at this point. Yeah. Like main roster. I don't think, I don't think moves can go on the main roster. I think, I think if he goes, go ahead. I think he'd be, uh, no, Never mind. You're right. I was gonna say if he's main roster, I I I would compare him to like gender. Mm, that's rough. Like like not like not even world I, champion gender. I was saying he couldn't be main roster because aside from Roman, you know Vince doesn't like copies. Yeah. And as a any, I feel like any uh, modern day person, um, if Moose was to debut on the main roster, they'd be like, there's like Bobby Lashley. Yeah, and you're, he's automatically you're a, dead, you know. You're a Bobby Lashley who can't strike as well. And then and then you're gone. Then you're then you're off TV yeah. and you're on the main event finding your way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So for that reason, I would I would say no main roster, but we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, they don't have a guy specifically like him in NXT. So I guess it's, you know, yeah. it's worth a shot to see. And then also coming out of Mexico, triple a, mm-hmm. the rumors have run rampant. Both men have wanted it. And it has finally become official at triple mania 29, Kenny Omega versus Andrade. Man, what is this? What does this mean for the business? What does it this mean for thing. what does this mean for Andrade? This is going to be the dress. Uh, the dress, no, the best match Andrade has had in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. It is prob. I honestly believe this match right here is going to be a, a five star match. Like I think when when the rating system comes out, you know how Dave Meltzer rates all his matches and stuff like that. Yeah. I think this is a five star match. This might even um, be more than a five star match. Um, like no, not not to be kayfabe, but this might be the biggest match of his career. Yeah, for the most part. Because, but I think it's I think it's also going to be the best. Yeah, yeah, I think that too. Because it, after so long um, of being just a Mexico name, he came here. He was able to build a little bit of a name if you watched him in NXT because when he got to the main Mm -hmm. roster, they cared about him for a hot minute and then he was like, meh. Yeah, he had like what? The U.S. title run and then he kind of just fizzled out. Yeah, they they just stopped caring about him. So if you knew him from NXT, he got his, his, I want to say what, U.S. exposure. So now coming off of that to go at it uh, at AAA 
with all that added popularity against who people are calling the best wrestler in the world mm-hmm. um it's big it's big and we know andrade can deliver in big situations he's had Absolutely. five-star matches against uh johnny gargano yeah and uh if you can do it against johnny i mean i guess you can do it against anybody so <laughs> I, I don't know what i don't know what's so funny i i was uh i was being uh, entirely truthful and not joking at all. It was a fucked up shot, but I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, that was a cheap shot, but I I agree with him. <laughs> In uh, your heart, you know it's true. Yes. In and, your heart. And, and yes, I, I, I was never I was never a Johnny Gargano guy. So um, as much as you tried to force me to be, I never was. It, it's, I wasn't even, I was a Tommaso Ciampa guy. I know, and you were trying to push me towards Johnny Gargano so we could have that rivalry. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even like Johnny. This is just... Oh, God. He was such a good guy. So we thought. Yeah. Well, so everyone else thought. I was I was totally... I was, I was totally opposed to him being a good guy at all. But, you know, that's my... <laughs> that's my, that's my, you know, heel-minded... Uh, Tactics. Yeah, that's my hill minded mentality. I don't believe anyone that's pure of heart. So, <laughs> so damn shame. Um, well, I'm gonna but jump yeah, this is, right. This in. is big for Andrade. Yeah, this is definitely a big a big thing for Andrade. Um, something that's a big thing that just happened also in New Japan. Yes, but it's not it's not a big thing for a good reason. It's actually kind of messed up. Um, they recently just crowned a new. Uh, world champion and Will Ospreay. Yeah, he's assassin, a, man. He, he's officially had. He's a, he's officially needed to relinquish the title mm. after not even mm-hmm. having it for a long time. He had to relinquish the title because he's got a pretty bad neck injury. So he's going to need surgery on it. Uh, there's no timetable on how long he's going to be out, but it definitely was a real injury. So that's a hurt piece in a big way for New Japan. And it sucks for Will Ospreay because I remember the last few weeks we were talking about how highly Will Ospreay has been doing and, you know, saying Ricochet's over here fizzling out while Will Ospreay is doing On great top things. Of the world, yeah. And now Ospreay's down on a, on a hospital bed, needs to get surgery, and... New Japan's in a tough spot because now they got to figure out a new world champion. Yeah, and they just crowned. It, it's it's amazing how quickly um, these special wrestling moments can last. Mm-hmm. Because it's, like we it, yeah, like we said quick. just just a couple of weeks ago, he was a double champ. He was on top of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, then he lost the never title to Jay White Switchblade. And yep. had to relinquish the IWGP title. Um, it's, it, it's crazy how quick the ties can change. Which, when it was already shocking enough that he won it because Kota Ibushi had just synced the titles together mm-hmm. and then lost them to uh, uh, Will Ospreay. So it's, it's amazing how fast these moments are here and gone. Um, but I wish him the best of recovery. 
I wonder what New Japan is going to do now because do you make another person double champ? Do you give the belt to Jay to Jay White or do you go back to uh, Kota Ibushi? Like you only the crazy thing about New Japan is all right. Pause the podcast. Can you open the phone? Um, the crazy thing about New Japan is they for all their great storylines they have but so many top top guys that you believe is a champion um this kind of this kind of reminds me of the old saying history doesn't repeat itself but it rhymes mm. because nobody expected osprey to be the world champ and he becomes the world champ and then has to relinquish it right away right due to injury wasn't there another guy not too long ago in WWE? Nobody expected him to be the world champion when he came up to the main roster. He became the universal champion, had a bad injury, and had to release it the next night. Mm-hmm. The same exact thing happened to Finn Balor. Only difference is it was Finn's shoulder and not his neck. So it sucks when these things happen because... And wasn't that an amazing moment when he won? Yes, it it really was. Because we thought this is the last guy Vince is going to put the the, the title on. Straight out of NXT. Uh, He was on the main roster for what, like a month? Not even. Main main Three weeks. Number one draft pick. They had him beat every top guy Vince had at the moment. Mm -hmm. It was like it was like a fairy tale and like he that, took, you know. He took down big match Roman. Yes. To get to the finals. And it wasn't even as the demon. Clean victory. Clean victory as regular Finn Balor came in as the demon at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam. Biggest party of the summer. As the demon. Won the universal title. Had to relinquish it the next night because of a shoulder injury. So it sucks, but I mean, these things happen in wrestling. Like everybody says, it ain't ballet. Mm-hmm. These people are really putting their lives on the line to do this stuff for us fans. And you just hate to see that happen. So prayers out to Osprey. Hopefully, you know, he heals up quick, comes back same as he was or even better. And hopefully New Japan can, you know, try to make this transition to a new champion as as good as it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it can right only now, be so smooth, but to do the best you can. But right now, New Japan is also in a little bit of hot water with some of their foreign talent because they had a they had a COVID outbreak. Mm. And these things happen, you know, we're in the COVID era. Mm-hmm. But right now, all the foreign wrestlers are being told that they have to quarantine in the dojo. So they can't even go to their hotel rooms. They can't even get hotel rooms to quarantine in. They have to stay in the dojo. Oh, wow. Which that's, I yeah, Which that's I weird. don't understand. Why wouldn't you want them to quarantine at home? I guess because, you know, the or in the hotel. Talent, I guess they just want to keep all the foreign talent together. But I don't agree with that at all. I think you, if you're going to want them to quarantine, quarantine them in their hotel rooms 
away from everybody else. Right. Wouldn't you wouldn't you want them to be in their hotel room so you could uh properly clean the dojo to mm-hmm. avoid you know what I mean? I, that so what are you gonna do? Seem... Quarantine you're gonna quarantine them for two weeks in the dojo and then they're and allowed then... to leave the dojo and then you're gonna clean the dojo? Right. Like that doesn't make much sense after that. Like but why would of, you then you're gonna have to quarantine the dojo? Like what are you mm-hmm. are they then not gonna be allowed to go to the dojo? I don't understand. I know a lot of the foreign talent are really like pissed off about it. Um Fit Finley was just on a podcast and you know his son wrestles for New Japan. Mm, is that where he's starting out at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Fit yeah, was shout on. out to him. I I I uh I just recently uh, followed him on Twitter He as he made the announcement. You know, he's only like 18, 19. Yeah. Just starting, so. Yeah, well, his son is in the dojo, and now his son is stuck in the dojo. Mm-hmm. So he was on a podcast with, I think it was JBL and uh, Gerald Briscoe. And Fitz said he's real pissed that they're making them stay in the dojo. These guys can't go back to their hotels or anything else. They're just stuck in the dojo. And he said right now his son's not liking that. And his son is probably going to take this to heart when it comes to, you know, picking a place to wrestle. Mm. So that's true. That's a it, first, that's your first wrestling spot. And you're already and this, in a situation this, you don't like. Mm-hmm. And this is what's going on. So, yeah, we're not, we not fans of this. So they got a lot of talent right now stuck in the dojo and – they don't have shit for them to do, but just sit in the dojo. Mm, and they don't have a champion, so they're trying to figure out TV stuff and looking stuff while they're trying to figure out COVID arrangements. Mm-hmm. And it's trying to a... figure out how to get all these doors open to go to these other places. New Japan's got a lot of stuff they got to worry about at the current moment, and not all of it's good. All right. Matter of fact. Now, do we, so, do we have any more indie news? Uh, that's that's all I have as far as indie news goes. And small news, small news out of AEW. Um, they've been on the TNT network since they've started up, and that is officially changing because mm-hmm. now they're moving to TBS in 2022. I think this is. I think this stems from you know the fact that they got to compete with basketball hockey and stuff like that and certain times you know that fluctuates as far as their tv programming and basketball and hockey bring in more money anyway so i think that's kind of based off why they're changing uh their their tv provider Mm -hmm. but it's still underneath like the same god i don't even know how to describe it like i guess i guess like the same like television family Mm mm-hmm Okay. Because it's it's still all the same thing. Like TBS and TBS are kind of like in the, they're they're still like Time Warner in a sense. Okay. They're like but, sister networks or something like that. Yeah, they're like sister networks. It's kind of like ABC and you know all their other sister networks. So I mean, I guess it's a good thing because now they don't got to compete with basketball and and switch that up. Because mm-hmm. didn't didn't a couple times they have they have to uh, move Dynamite. For that reason, yeah, I would believe so. Yeah, just because it was basketball on at that time, and yeah, you don't want to mess with ratings. 
Yeah, because I remember the one time they did switch it, they ended up doing two shows. They did one on a Tuesday and one on a Thursday. Mm. So, I mean, I guess I guess it's a good thing that they're switching, but that's really all I had as far as AEW went. Uh, yeah, I watched this week, but I didn't have I didn't have much news either. Yeah, so. it was just like a like a regular show. There was nothing really too over the moon. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Aside not that they don't not that they don't always uh, deliver, but you know, yeah, it was, it was it was just it was just their usual thing. Um, so now I guess we're gonna jump into the the marvelous world mm-hmm. known as World Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah. Uh, um, do you want to start with the backlash results or you want to start with raw this week? Uh, well, I was going to start with, well, yeah, we can, we can start with the backlash results. That's cool. Um, backlash for me personally was, mm, it was hit and miss. I don't want to say it was a bad pay-per-view cause it really wasn't, mm-hmm. but it was, there was more misses for me than there was hits. Um, it was, it, it, I agree with you. It was a solid pay-per-view. It was nothing. It was nothing uh, amazing, so to speak. Not at all. Um, I expected more to happen in the Cesaro match, but I like the approach they took. That's actually one of the gripes I got. Um, I got a couple gripes about this pay-per-view. The Roman Cesaro match is one of them. Uh, The match itself was good. It definitely could have been greater, but it was a good match nonetheless for Cesaro's uh, first world title match. Um, The ending confused me. What do you mean? Because the Uso didn't come out? No, not because the Uso didn't come out, because Seth came out. Like, I get, he just finished his feud up with Seth, and now he's going to fight Roman for the title. He, he's in that feud. And after the match, his old rivalry comes, like, his old rival comes out and kind of reignites it, in a way. I thought we were past that. Well, I think that was the whole thing about it. Um because I think Seth's initial gripe was that um, you can't just beat me and think it's over. I think Seth's whole thing with Cesaro was is this is over when I say it's over. And the fact that you think you can just move on from me is an insult. And I think when he tried to deal with that initially, um, was when he tried to get into all the stuff with Roman. And with the Usos coming back and kind of ruining the moment, uh, I feel like it was this thing of Roman proving to to Jimmy that he can beat anybody on his own. And then after that, it became cleaning up the mess that the Usos made by getting in Seth Rollins' way. So he had to let his but, man come out I was, and handle his business after he beat him. That was is like the agreement Seth, they came to. Yeah, I guess. But I was going to say Seth now is like fucking weird. Like, I mean, I thought the Messiah thing was weird, but. You don't you don't like drip, Seth? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I get. Well, you don't I mean, like you don't like the drip dog. You don't like no, the. No, not really. No, mm -hmm. I mean, I go go back to being the the king slayer or the beast slayer. Or yeah. drip god Seth isn't doing it for you. Is monster slayer, whatever the hell you were. Yeah, the the suits are no, not, uh, not at all. We already have we are. No, we already have one person trying to be like that. We don't need another. Who's who's the other sauce god? You don't know who the other sauce god is? Oh, oh, oh my bad, my bad, my bad. We already got one. You're right, Tenic you're right. Technically, there's a couple. Technically, we do have a sauce god. Mm -hmm. Shout out Jordan Oliver. But no, I mean, Seth now is just, he ain't, he ain't doing he's, it. For he's me. the drip king, man. He's, he's drip king Seth Rollins. The only thing that's dripping. That should be his I'm, shirt. It should be Drip King. The only, thing that, the only thing that is dripping right now are my tears from watching a Seth Rollins program. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm not, it's not doing it for me, man. It really I, I got to tell you, there's nothing like the old classic Seth Rollins, but because we're never going to get evil Triple H's son, Seth Rollins back, I, you kind of just got to, you got to take what you can get with Seth if, nowadays. If, if, he wa if he wants to be drip Seth, okay, that's fine. But do it in another program. I I, I didn't want the Cesaro feud to go. I, the feud with him and Cesaro, I, I was just good with a one-off, and that was it. I'm sure you and everybody else was. But this is there lies the issue with writing. If you don't have anything for anyone else after the fact, you got to keep these corny storylines that are really just worth a pay-per-view. They, they got to keep going till you get like two or three out of them because writing doesn't know what to do after this. They don't have long arcs anymore. Like the long arc writing is dead. Now the long arc is this was supposed to go for a month, but we don't have anything. So now this is two or arc. three months. Yeah, and it's not even an arc. It's the same storyline over and over for a few months until mm -hmm. we figure something else out or we realize everybody's tired of it and we just stop doing it and don't tell people why. That's yeah, the I mean, new thing. That That's... You hit the nail on the head. That's definitely true, but I just... That match was... It was a good match. The ending for me was just weird. Um, what else was there? There was... Um, the, the triple threat between Oscar Ripley and Charlotte. Yeah. I thought that match was pretty decent aside from, you know, the couple, uh, a couple of the wardrobe malfunctions that they had. Um, oh, they had a couple of wardrobe malfunctions. I believe so. Or otherwise, why was the TV blacking out for like three seconds at a time? Oh, true. Yeah, and then, and then uh, I seen people on Twitter, they were like Charlotte's uh, Dalmatians are trying to break free. Oh, yeah, I did hear that one. Um, let me see. After that, there was there was a Bobby's match. That match was solid, good. but yeah, I think that match was probably one of the better ones that they had. And then my personal favorite, the clusterfuck, known as the Zombies Lumberjack match. Listen, okay, so. You're highly you and uh, you and the rest of the world are highly against this. But uh, all right, look, 
I don't see as much of an issue with it as you do. I don't have a problem with the zombies being there in WWE. I don't have a problem with the zombies being backstage and doing funny stuff backstage like they normally do with dumb shit like that. My problem was when they bring the zombies out into and involve it in a match. Like if it's just one zombie, all right, cool. It's one zombie. It's funny. You know, he's a zombie. But when you get like 85 zombies surrounding a ring, that's where I had my issue. And then you turn, you basically turn the zombie match, you basically turn the lumberjack match into your own movie. It's Morrison doing his parkour fighting the zombies. And then it's Damian Priest and Johnny Cage doing their fighting against the zombies. And they're teaming up at one point and then they're not teaming up. It was just, it was, it didn't need to happen. Did you really care about this match? Let me, let me start Aside, If the zombies weren't going to be there, yeah, I wouldn't cared about the match. You would have, you would have cared about the match. I didn't care about the match. I didn't care for it. I cared about it just because I'm biased for Damian Priest. Yeah, but we all expected Damian Priest to win. So, well, that, that was the thing about this pay-per-view. No, like this was a very predictable pay-per-view. Every match that happened, you predicted, I don't know about everybody, but at least me personally, and I'm pretty sure you, you picked every winner in a clean sweep. Yeah. Did you or did you not pick every winner in a clean sweep? Yeah. But that's that's also part of my point though. Like we all know Dame is gonna win. And I never really cared for lumberjack matches. So for me, it, it didn't matter who the lumberjacks were. So seeing the cross promotion coming and seeing the zombie bit in, in the back, I kind of figured there were going to be those lumberjacks. So I, I didn't really have a problem. Like it's cross promotional. We all know Miz is going to lose anyway. We all know Miz is the comedy act. Who cares if there's zombies? Yeah, like I don't I don't get the big thing. Like, I, did I, you I, really I expect like... this to be a pure wrestling match? No, but I, I just wanted I just wanted it to be a wrestling match and not a, you know, mm. parody of a wrestling match. I didn't want it to be a great match. I just wanted it to be a solid match and not a parody of a solid match. Mm. And to top it all off, Miz has sustained his first ever major injury. Yeah, that's the only sucky part about this. For me. I'm, I made the I made the uh, the joke that was like, wow, Miz went through a shit of a match just to get a shit of an injury as his first injury. Because that he tore his ACL. That's probably one of the worst injuries you can have. Because that's at least six to nine months. Easy. Yeah, I don't I don't think anybody's come back from an ACL injury that quick. Yeah, that's 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 really going to suck being without Miz for that long. Yeah, so right now it's looking like we're not going to see a Miz return or a Miz Miz on TV, and at least until the Royal Rumble, at least. Hell, they might even push it and make it post Mania, and he might be a post Mania return. I mean, I know some people are glad the Miz ain't on TV, but it it sucks when you got to be off a of TV for a reason like that. Yeah.
Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. So on a scale of one to ten, what are you giving Backlash? It's solid B. No, not not a grading scale. One to ten. A one to ten. Because I feel like if you go by the letter scale, it it tends to rub people the wrong way. Like, wait, hold on, he gave it a high grade. Yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. My my number grade is a lot lower than my letter grade. Um, maybe a seven. I went it, five. It wasn't. It wasn't terrible. Listen, I didn't care as much about the zombie stuff. So for me. Yeah, I, I, maybe I went, maybe a seven. I went five. because the matches were solid. Well, yeah, that's why they had. I went five because they did have some solid matches, but for me, the pay per view itself was rather lackluster, and the zombie match just didn't do it for me. So that's why I gave it a five. I mean, mm-hmm. there was some there were some matches that kind of brought it back up for me, like the the Bianca match brought it back up, the the Roman match brought it back up, and so did the. So the uh, the Bobby one, but the, I thought the Roman match could have been better too. So that's why it stuck at a five. I got you. So I mean, between your grade and my grade, we average it out. Meet in the middle. About a six. Six out of ten. Pretty meh. Yeah. Um. So that's backlash. Pretty much summed up in a nutshell. Um. And I have a bunch of weekly highlights. Uh, going through the whole show is kind of a lot, but especially since there there was only certain parts of the week that mean anything. So mm-hmm. I, I got mostly the highlights of the week. Okay. Um, so in order from Raw, um, Kofi beat Bobby. That was a surprise. I'm not going to lie. I mean, not... It was a surprise that Kofi won, but it was more of a surprise for me that Kofi was the one to come out. Yeah. But like I, I mean, was something in, told me this might happen, but I was kind of, when they said it was going to be an open challenge, I was expecting that they were bringing somebody back who's been gone. Cuz to me, I feel like the returns this year haven't been too great. No, they've been terrible. They've all so I was thinking that all right, they're doing the open challenge. Everyone's saying they want the shot. They don't know who's we don't know who's getting the shot yet. I was thinking this is how they bring Keith Lee back into the fold. Oh, okay. But sure enough, all you hear is it's a new day. Yes, it is. And I'm like, no, we've seen this day before. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't terrible that it was Kofi. Like I, I will never complain about Kofi getting his uh, getting a title match. It sounds like you didn't want it like to really be him. Well, no, I didn't. I I was expecting a return or something you along. Would have preferred a return or? Well, yeah, I would have preferred a return, and I would. Okay, that's what I mean. And I would have expected a return, but it was Kofi and. I was kind of like, damn, it's just Kofi, really? But at the end of the day, I can't complain about Kofi getting a title shot. I don't mind Kofi getting a title shot. Like, as the match was going on, 
like as the match was starting, I was like, yeah, all right, you know what? I don't mind it. It's not, it's not the worst person they could have picked, but it's not the best person they could have picked. Yeah. And it kind of fed into the storyline a little bit more. So it, it did what it was supposed to do. Um, after Kofi beating Bobby, uh, which for me, uh, I guess because I felt I always felt like Kofi never got Kofi never got his just zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have a fair one against Bobby and win until McIntyre hit him with the hit him with the club. Yeah, yeah that part, but. <laughs> it kind of it, it kind of felt like uh, a repayment of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, I got uh, Alexa helping the women's tag champions, which is kind of weird. Yeah, that th- that was the one thing I took away from that. I was like, all right, that's kind of weird. Like, is this going to be a thing? Or... Are her and Lizzie going to win the tag titles? <sighs> Oh, God. What's weirder than Braun Strowman winning the tag titles with an eight-year-old? Alexa Bliss winning the tag titles with a damn doll. Yeah, that would be weird. I don't think I'm here for that. Welcome to Hollywood. I mean, WWE. (laughs) So, small thing with that, but uh, glad they're retained. You know, that is what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Long as the belt stays on uh, Tamina for a while. Yes, I'm. I'm all for that. I'm all for it. To mean keeping those belts as long as humanly possible. And um, last notable thing from Raw is uh, there was a Ricochet sighting. Ricochet showed what? up. Yeah, it's a, is, it's is, a wild is there, Ricochet. Is it six more weeks till summer? <laughs> Jesus! Oh my! Oh, Ricochet popping out. Okay. Oh God! He stole. Um, he stole Seamus's gear this week. So it seems storyline worthy, but you know. Yeah, we lost one high flyer to to injury. So we need another high flyer for Seamus. Yeah. Wait, we got Ricochet in the back somewhere. Get his ass out of catering. Bring him up here. <laughs> right. Who's that guy we got in the back? <laughs> the God, guy that's yeah. like Cedric, but better. Ne- now that I think about it, that's really what it felt like. We just lost Humberto, a high flyer. What other high flyers are we not using? Mm-hmm. Trevor? Oh, Trevor, come on, let's go. I mean, Ricochet, get your gear on. Let's go. You're up. You're on TV, kid. This is the big time. <laughs> Pretend Don't like you've been here it before. <laughs> right. Act like you've been here. Act like you were somebody at one point. Yeah. Uh what, yeah. what is this? We've gone from bashing TJP to bashing Ricochet. It's a sad, sad day. Damn it, Puma. Uh, but uh, hopefully they run with it for a few weeks. Do you realistically Even if it's think- pointless? No, listen. <laughs> even, if it's, even if this is absolutely pointless, <laughs> to just have Ricochet on TV for a few weeks is, you know... You know nothing's coming from it, but it's just nice to see. The, yeah, yeah, it's just it's nice, just to, nice see to see him. him every once in a while. Yeah. How you doing? You, you're still kicking. You're still breathing. All right, good. I okay. feel like I feel like uh, uh, he'd be the guy. Uh, I'd be sitting there with my kids one day and be like, 
you know, at one point in time, this guy used to be. Used to be all of that. <laughs> and then what happened, Grandpa? Money. <laughs> Money. And lazy writing. <laughs> he used to be one of the greatest in the world. He is he is the wrestling version of the Predator movies. They you mean a the lot guy losing to our truth? They throw yeah. a lot of money at them, and they're never that good. He is the wrestling version of the Predator movies. Oh, God. That's a terrible thing to say. Sorry, Trevor, but it's true. Until you leave, it's true. Yeah, until you leave. You should have been more years. releases, man. Three, Three more, more years. years. You crazy bastard. Oh, goodness. Uh, moving on, the biggest news of the week for me is the NXT news because the rest of WWE's wrestling news is, is often lackluster. Yeah, yeah. The, um, uh, the, the wrestling, the WWE news this week is relatively, for the most part, basura. So uh, Bobby Fish has returned. Clap, golf clap, golf clap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, nice, happy return. You know, he's probably nice the uh, he's probably the uh, last uh, person in the undisputed era that we you know rank. Like he's he's like he's bottom of the stable, but he's still you know he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, he showed back up. He helped Roger. Nah, not Roger. He helped Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly, O'Reilly last week. Uh, and this week he wants Pete Dunn. Why so do I it looks get like they're not reuniting? Why do I get the feeling that Bobby Fish, since he was gone from injury, he's like that one guy who doesn't know anything that's happening with his group of friends when he's gone. Yeah, they. It feels like they left him out of the out of the loop there, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it kind of feels like a. It kind of feels like the Avengers movie when Hulk fell back to Earth and he was like, "The Avengers broke up. We're toast." What yeah. do you mean we broke up? Like, like a band, like, like the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like, uh, he just kind of got thrown into things. Like they came up with this whole thing, and he was just at home watching it. Like, what the fuck? You know, he's like, he's like, this is what happens when I stay home. Everybody acts retarded. I go for five minutes and the whole group is destroyed. <laughs> Leave for five minutes. But I, I, I tell you what, though, I'm here for him to be done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's going to be that's going to be a technical clinical. Yeah, I feel like they're going to tear it up. So uh, kudos to him finding a, a good opponent upon return. Yeah, definitely. You can't you can't really get much better in NXT than Pete Dunn. Yeah. And I was wondering who they were going to give Pete because he's been asking for weeks, but we knew he wasn't going to immediately get a title shot. So yeah, they had to give him somebody. Now, now they just smacked him with a fish. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, so there's rumors that the million dollar title is coming back um, next week or this week uh, when Cameron Grimes faces off with the million dollar man. So I, I, I ask you this, is it going to be the Million Dollar Man versus uh, Cameron Grimes? Or are they finding a way to still join forces? Because the Million Dollar Man has still been saying, 
you're good kid, but you're no million dollar man. So it feels like he's still complimenting him, but he's one upping him at the same time. It definitely is. I I feel like this leads this leads somewhere that we're all gonna be happy with. I don't know what exactly. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but I feel like no matter what, it's gonna lead to something that mostly everybody is gonna approve of and be a fan of. Yeah, that's why I'm at with it. Um, but I, I do I do hear like for certain the title is coming back, which is a very good thing uh, in my eyes for writing purposes. Because mm-hmm. Cameron definitely needs something to do. Um, hey, it'll be it'll be a good thing for Cameron too. They they can kind of give it the uh, the FTW feel. Wait, no, is it the FTW feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, they can they can kind of give it that kind of mystique and you know. Let let it be what it is with that. Yeah, he needs that uh, that relevance, that legitimacy to his character. So mm-hmm. I'm with that. Um, I just wonder whether they're going to go with a full on match or whether it's going to be some kind of Gimmick joining match. of forces. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what it'll be, but I I have faith in NXT as far as creating some type of match where it's like a gimmick. match or one of those movie cinematic things NXT mm-hmm. only does pretty well with those so I, I have faith that whatever they do it'll be the right thing uh, moving along from that it is uh, um, thick boy I, season oh, oh, hold on go ahead oh no wait yeah okay we're still in NXT I was going to say I got something to say about NXT but let's talk about thick boy season uh, so we have the new North American champion mm-hmm. your boy Bronson Reed uh, what are your thoughts? Because this is been, guy. Yeah, I've been wanting this to happen, man. I mean, for, for a few weeks now. I think it was, what was it, the last uh, NXT pay-per-view that they had. I called for him to win the title, and it didn't happen. Yep. So, so I mean, I'm glad to actually see it happen. And sky's the limit for this, man. I know sooner or later, they'll be putting that NXT world title on him. I'm just calling it now. Yeah, I, I believe it. As long as he proves himself with the North American title, I feel like the world title is just, you know what I mean? It's just within his reach. He just needs to do well with this one. Mm-hmm. And you can tell he's genuinely happy about winning the title because most of the time on social media, some people, like, they just put something that says, yeah, they're the world champion. Da, 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 da. I, I destroy all my opponents. But he actually seems like really, like really humbled that he was given the opportunity to win the title. Yeah, it feels like he he generally it generally means a lot to him, mm-hmm. which is which is good to see. You know what I mean? Yeah, the like story not, not a, moments are great for everybody, really. Yeah, because not every champion needs to be like you know that hard ass when they win the title. Like I, I'm the best. I told you I'm the best. He actually seems like humbled that he won one of their top titles. Yeah, which is a relief. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from maybe when Sami Zayn won the uh, the NXT World Title, there hasn't been uh, a really like sentimental moment for people winning the World Title. The last champions have all been like badasses in a way. So I'm trying to think: is there any that have been sentimental? Um, 
Yeah, for the most part, you're relatively right. I think I think um, I think Tommaso was pretty pretty emotional, but again, Tommaso was a badass. Exactly. Um, but yes, yeah, as, uh, as far as the world title goes, yeah, there, there really hasn't been many. The North American, really, it's a relatively new title, so there hasn't been that many for that one either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I give you I give you points for that one. Uh, so I, I can't wait to see what Bronson Reed does. They got a killer mid card division. Yeah. Uh, especially when my boy uh, announcing Hit Row and them having a good outing, their first tag match. Mm-hmm. Uh, still waiting to see what the chick has got, if she can go. Yeah, I'm excited to see them too. But uh, there is one thing I want to talk about with NXT. Yeah. And it's a. It's an it's a portion of NXT that we normally don't talk about, but these, as we know, WWE's been doing budget cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying it's because they have to get ready to go on the road again because you know, I think like July sixteenth or something, they're starting to go back on the road. Right. So so they're making their budget cuts, and they're saying it's for reasons to go on the road, but. Now, after they just released these few people from NXT, they're going to be releasing more people in the coming weeks. Oh, so they're doing the whole sweep. But they're they're doing a sweep from NXT UK. Okay. So now the next wave of releases that are coming are going to be coming from the UK brand. I mean, not many people in the States follow the UK brand, but... For the most part, you know, the people that are over there, like um, Imperium, you know, Imperium are yeah. pretty much going to be doing their thing. Tyler Bates going to be, probably be st- sticking around. Mm. Um, who's their female champion? I think it's Katie. Kaylee Ray. Oh, Kaylee Ray. There you go. Okay. Kaylee Ray is going to be staying. But they got some cuts they got to make over there now. So I guess this is just them extending their spring cleaning list. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Um, the shoot the only um, the only NXT UK news I have really uh, is Kaylee Ray getting another uh, title match with the final boss. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that they were doing these releases. But it was just, it was just, I guess, something that I. I'm not gonna lie. I don't even follow NXT UK that much, but normally you're the one giving me the news. I just found it yeah. crazy that they got more cuts coming. The only cut that I saw so far was um, them getting rid of Alexander Wolf. Wait, they, oh yeah, damn, they did get rid of Alexander Wolf. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Oh, he damn. had a going away match with Killian Dane. I guess is uh, yeah, that was behind the scenes. That sucks. That was his going away match. We'll give you one. We'll, we'll give you one more match with your friend, and then you gotta go. Yeah, crazy how they they give you that send off though, because they kind of did the same thing letting Billy Kay in the WrestleMania match before they tossed her to the wind. Yeah, and, and then they tossed her friend too. Um, and then the, the the big thing from SmackDown. Um, is really nothing except the Alistair return. That's all I had. Yeah, I mean, the Alistair return, um, 
I wasn't expecting it that night. We knew it was coming soon. I wasn't expecting it that night, but I guess it was the best way they could have done it since they're making them a heel. Mm-hmm. So I can't really complain at, at the way they brought him back, but I, I didn't, I wasn't a full fan of it, but given that he's the heel, they have to put him up with a face. And right now, most of the big faces are doing something. So I guess, I guess Big E was the next best option. Yeah. And on paper, on paper, it kind of fits, you know, you got darkness and then you got positivity. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even look at it from that standpoint, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I mean, I, on paper, it, it was kind of like the best thing they could have done. Yeah, but I honestly feel if you were gonna do that, you should have kept the title on Big E, because then Alistair comes back and right away he's feuding with a champion, and that kind of makes his return a little bit more important. Yeah, I absolutely get what you're saying. Um, I think in any situation, they could have kept the butt on Big E. So I'm, I'm totally with you. Uh, and I, as, I still don't understand the whole, uh, I don't get it. And then as far as the Apollo thing goes, I guess with Apollo not being a champion and he still has Aziz or Abubu or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, I guess at that point you throw him in a feud with, and it sucks that I say this, you just throw him in a feud with Kevin Owens because that seems to be the generic thing. When you have a bad guy that you don't know what to do with him, you just throw him in a feud with Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens hates everybody. That is generally what happens. All right, you're a bad guy. We got nothing for you. Let's just throw you in a feud with the anti with the anti hero and call it a day. We really got to get a better writing team. Yes. And it's funny because they just got some new people. I don't know if they're shaking the rust off or what, but even now it's still not working. I don't know. Maybe we give it a few weeks for them to kill the stuff they already got out there and they can get to some better stuff. But this is... At at the moment, it's not the greatest. It's good to see Alistair back, though, which is the moral of it. Oh, yeah, he's still a great in-ring talent, but, you know, it's just... Oh, um, to end on something different, so we don't end on, you know, a a sour note of us bashing the writing team. Uh, There's also potential talks for Zelina Vega to return to WWE. I did hear that. I did hear that. And they're saying as of now, it's not NXT. It's definitely main roster. Yeah. But but yeah, they they didn't say it was going to be NXT. They said she's returning there. She's probably going to return to main roster. But the question is, what would they have her do? Yeah, that's the big issue. And for me, there's maybe one of two things. Me personally, there's maybe one of two things you can have her do. There's Which either the, the first option is you bring her back as a talent, let her wrestle. Right. Help your women's division. You know, she's a solid wrestler. Right. Option two, if you want to bring her back in the managerial role, there's no more Andrade. Garza's lost in the sauce. Humberto's injured. There's really no Spanish superstar she can manage. Right. WWE in the past has had a tendency of putting husband and wife together. Alistair could use a manager, maybe. I wouldn't be opposed to that. You just bring her back in a in a 
kind of a different kind of light. Yeah. Like don't, don't bring her back as, you know, the way she was, or don't make her, you know, overly dark, like Alistair, just make her kind of like that, that sweet spot, like, um, like the rebel and not the goth. Just, just make her like the rebel. Yeah. Don't, don't send her too into the darkness and don't leave her too into the flashiness of what she used to be. Try to, try to like hit that happy medium and, and maybe that could work for her. Yeah, I did that for her. But I, but I'm more inclined to make her a talent than I am a manager. I feel like it honestly would be better for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, for God's sakes, the woman played AJ Lee in a wrestling movie. Yeah, but that's. Yeah. That, I was gonna say. Um, I think that's pretty much everything I got as far as news goes this week. Is there anything else? Yeah, no, that's pretty much everything. All right, so you got anything you want to say? Any gripes you want to get off your chest before we jump into these shoutouts? No, I'm good. I think we can get into them. All right. Well, I'm going to jump into our shout outs, our IG, YouTube shout outs. First things first, we're still running that Wrestler of the Pod video on our YouTube channel at Dangerous Jobbers Podcast. If you haven't entered it, you're missing out because we got a sweet giveaway going on with that video. All you got to do, be subscribed to us, comment who your favorite Wrestler of the Pod from the first five are. And you're locked in and you're good to go. And we'll be running that until June 4th. On June 4th, June 5th, sometimes sometime around there, we'll be announcing the winner on our Instagram. So definitely be sure to check that out as well. Uh, and also big shout out to Bobby Rassels over at All About Wrestling Podcast. Uh, they got their one year anniversary show coming up next month. So you're definitely going to want to check them out if you haven't. Uh, and as always, Fetch Frequency, Reckless Pops, Dita Toy Hunter, all awesome IG and YouTube friends. Definitely want to check them out if you haven't already. Some great wrestling knowledge from them. Uh, that's all my, my shout-outs I got. So the reins are over to you, Stevie. Um, I just want to thank you guys for listening every week, uh, for tuning in, listening to the new episodes, the old episodes. Um you know, sticking with us on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, we love the support. Uh, we got more stuff coming for you guys. Um, as for the shout outs, Twitter shout outs, uh, got to go back to uh, the Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast, uh, Sweet Chin Music Podcast, uh, and Wrestling Jeebus, as always. I was going to say, where's our boy Jeebus at? Got to shout Jeebus out. Um, I think that's all I got for Twitter this week. Um, shout out to uh, Hit Row and uh, Swerve Scott retweeted something we put out this week. All right. Uh, all right, everybody. I guess that's it. As always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Without you guys, we wouldn't be here. So have a great week. Hope you enjoyed. Stay up, stay blessed, and as always, stay Stay dangerous. dangerous.